listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. I am going to talk to you about something that I saw happen yesterday that was um, sad for me and happy for me and all over the place. Um, The key thing is I'm finding that people, women don't know what they want. They don't know what they like. They don't know their hobbies. And so I'm going to talk about that today. And if you're thinking, oh my goodness, Diane, you look tired. You look tired. No, it actually is that I was doing what I'm going to talk about today, the positive part of it. I was doing this well, and because I was doing it well, by taking care of myself, this is like day after cry face. So I, um, as you know, probably if you've been following me, my father passed away in August, and I've been doing what I need to do to support myself And so I'm doing a grief share program at my church. It's 13 weeks. And so I go there and I just cry and I cry and I cry. And this is how I'm moving through my grief. And so this is going to get to what I'm talking about today. Um, Yeah, so this is like day after cry face. This isn't day after tired face. This is day after cry face. So I've done my best to like cover up my puppy eyes. Um, But we'll see. Okay, I want to talk to you about the thing that, could be holding you back from your happiness, really. So let me jump into it. So have you ever been asked, what are your hobbies? Or what do you like to do for fun? And then you didn't know how to answer those questions. It's so common. The questions are common and not knowing how to answer is common. And the crazy thing is, is that you're smart and you're successful and you should know the answers to these questions, shouldn't you? And so to not know feels super frustrating. And it's also eye-opening because to not know those answers means that you're not knowing yourself. So the reason why this happens is that there are problems in our culture. There are also problems in what you and I fail to do. And so I'm going to go through that. I'm going to talk about the problems that are causing you to not know the answers to those questions. And I'm going to share about what you're potentially failing to do. So you can kind of go through the list and see if these things are true about you. And if they are, you're going to be able to switch them around, do the opposite. That's their solution. I'm going to use solutions here so that you can start to be able to answer that question and then be able to get to a place where you are able to know what you love, know your hobbies, know what brings, you know, fun to you and actually do something about it. Does that sound good? I hope so. Let's talk about the seven ways that basically our society or culture is screwing you over. So again, the seven reasons why there are problems in our culture that are stopping you from knowing the answers to this question. Okay, you ready for it? Let's go through them. And you can tell me like which of these is true for you. So the first one is the problems in culture are that 
as women, we are seen or expected to be superwomen. Maybe you've heard that expression before. The superwoman syndrome. I teach about that in some of my um, my workshops when I bring a bunch of businesswomen together. I talk about that. So we are expected to do, to do it all. To be the amazing wife, the amazing mom, the amazing uh, employee or business owner, amazing at every single role or title that we could possibly have. Now, why is that? Because we grew up in a time, many of us, if you're my age, where our moms were mainly housewives. And there are a lot of moms out there that right now are housewives. But we're now in another time where we're also expected to have a job and we're also expected to do like a billion other things extremely well. And so when you have a role model of, and I know for me, like a role model of, of my mom and how she was there and driving me around and part of pack and all these things. And then I think, wow, I'm not doing those things. Like, am I not a good mom or I need to step it up? So we're expected to be super women, but the truth is we're not, we're not super women. We're amazing. We're extraordinary, obviously, but you don't need to be perfect at every single title that you could possibly have. The second problem in culture is that we keep so much in our heads. We have to have so much in our heads, so many schedules, so many plans, everyone's appointments, maybe things like taxes and bills and how many uh, bowls of milk do I have left for cereal? And oh, is there enough butter and bread and laundry detergent? And like right now, I know that I have to go flip the laundry over. But we have to keep everyone else's schedule in our heads. Maybe when our parents have to go to the doctors or birthday, like everything. And I'm not saying just in your head, but maybe in your planner. We have to control all of these things. It's just majority of the time from what I have seen, this is the case. The third thing is that we are constantly asked to help. We are asked to help on the pack at school. We're asked to help to coach soccer. We are asked to help to our aging parents. We're asked to help with meal trains for friends. We're asked to help at church or another volunteer organization. We're constantly asked to help. I feel guilty that I haven't been, like I'm only now attending the PAC meetings. And you know, you look and it's like all these other moms, well, where are the dads? Are the dads getting asked to be on the PAC? Are they? I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it as much. I'm seeing one or two dads. And like the rest are women, so the rest are moms. So we're constantly asked to help. My husband has never been asked to do a meal train, ever. Do you see? And because we're the ones that do drop off and pick up and everything, we're often the ones that are asked. And so no wonder you don't have time for your fun. No wonder you don't have time for hobbies because you're constantly being asked to help others. And what do we do? We often say yes. We often say yes to bake cookies for a fundraiser. We often say yes to driving someone else's kid. We often say yes to helping out a neighbor. We get asked and we say yes. And that's not a problem to say yes, but the problem is that we're often asked. And then we feel obligated to say yes. The next thing, the fourth thing, the reason why culture is screwing us over, not letting us have fun or care for ourselves as much, is because giving selflessly is rewarded. Like, oh, you're such a great mom. You're such a loving wife. You're such a great daughter to do all these things for your parents. 
We are rewarded when we give selflessly. I would really love it if women could be more self-full, full of self, full of knowing themselves, full of giving back to themselves. But it's not happening. Number five, reason why culture is screwing you over from being able to do the things that you need to do for yourself is that being busy is a badge of honor. I have this thing around, like, I can't just sit and do nothing. I can't even watch a movie and not do nothing. Like, I'm watching a movie and I am folding laundry. So do you relate to this? Do you feel like you can't just chill? You can't sit and chill. You have to be doing something. And then people is like, oh, you're so busy. You've got so much going on. And it's like, oh, yeah, I do. But the thing is, like, being busy is killing us. Or... I was asked to be part of a board, a board that they said um, would be great for me, that uh, I could um, use it as a platform and like trying to put it in a way that it's, it's beneficial for me. And I just said, I can't, I'm busy. And they said, oh, we're all busy. And I said, no, you don't understand. Like, I don't have the bandwidth to do this. I don't. I don't have the bandwidth to do this. And recently I've been having to say this more because if you've ever, like, no one told me this, but if you've ever had grief, man, it is like debilitating. It screws with your focus. Like I am a rock star when I coach my clients. Paula, you're on right now. You can attest to that. I'm a rock star when I coach my clients, but like, Man, I can't, I can't remember someone's name that I saw the other day. <laughs> and I do so many things and then I'm like, I'm tired. I'm so tired. And so I've had to be kinder to myself. So busy, being busy should not be a badge of honor. We should be able to have quiet time and chill time and time for ourselves and time to rest. Um, let me get into number six. Number six, people are shocked. People could be shocked when you have your own time, when you just take time for you. I have friends whose husbands go on hunting trips, fishing trips, rugby trips, and no one ever says to them, oh, but who's taking care of the kids? Oh, well, you know, doesn't your work need you or anything? Like nothing is said. It's like, cool, have fun. Where are you going? How long are you going for? And all this. But when I ever take a trip, for business to another country, to uh, somewhere, a conference, a workshop, one of my masterminds in Vegas. Do you know what I get asked? Oh, how is your husband going to handle the kids? Because he's working. I friggin' work too. <laughs> it's just, it, it blows my mind, blows my mind that, and like, oh, are you taking the kids with you? No, I'm not taking the kids with me. Like, do you, do we ask guys, are you taking the kids with you on the trip? No, because we think mom's at home. You know, I've been invited to some high, high level masterminds. And they were all men, all men at these masterminds. And they bring their wives. And I said, well, it's probably not going to work for me to bring my husband because like, who's taking care of the kids then? Because I'm not, I'm not bringing the kids to this thing. And, uh, and they say, oh yeah, the guys don't always bring their wives because yeah, their wives are taking care of the kids. And I'm like, there we go. There we go. Like, so it's not anyway, <laughs> let me tell you about another thing. Um, 
so I, I play soccer. I play soccer on a Sunday morning and I'll say like, oh, I can't do that or I can't go to that because I have soccer. And then they say, can't someone else drive your child? And I'm like, it is my soccer. And people are shocked. You play soccer? And not shocked because it's me playing soccer. I think it's like, it's shocked that someone who is not younger is doing something that they love. Would we be shocked that a guy is playing a sport? I don't think so. But I'm part of a team sport soccer and I've played it since I was just a wee little thing. And it is important for me to go. It is necessary that I have time to go. Give you another example. Every so often, maybe once, once a year, I'll go to Whistler or I'll go somewhere and I'll have an overnight. Just me. Just me. It's the most amazing thing. I drive out to Whistler. I go super duper early. I go to Skinnerdoff Spa. I hang out there like for the full day. Maybe things have changed now. <laughs> I go I go for the full day. As soon as I know I can check into my hotel, I leave, I go to the hotel. I um, grab some dinner. I hang out, maybe I shop around Whistler. I watch whatever I want on TV. I go to sleep. In the morning I get up, I go for a great hike. I grab lunch. I, or I, sometimes I just sleep in. And then I, and then I grab lunch and then I have a hike and then I, you know, stroll around, shop around or whatever. And then I take my time coming back. And sometimes I come back after the kids are in bed so that I don't have to do it. Um, and people are shocked. How could you, how could you go? Like, that's okay that you go. Why isn't it okay that I go? Why isn't it okay? I, I don't know. People are like, that's so crazy. That's so crazy that you would go away. Really? That's really crazy that I went away? Just for me? Why? We need to rest and recharge. Okay, number seven, problems in our culture. We honor success and accomplishments over satisfaction. So we're constantly looking at people like, oh, you have this beautiful house, you have these beautiful clothes, you have that nice car, you have that. But the person could be friggin' miserable. They could be miserable. I know people that are in unhappy marriages because the guy's got money. Because they don't want to give up their like their spouse's caught family cottage. Because they don't want to give up the like the ski vacations they take. But they're not happy. They're not satisfied. What if we focus first on what brings us joy and satisfaction? Now, I'm not saying break up marriages. I'm definitely not saying that. But I'm saying we got to focus on what brings us satisfaction rather than the striving for success. And then I'm going to jump into, that's culture's problem. These are the seven things around culture. But I'm going to say the things that we do, that maybe you do, that I've done. And once you start tackling these things, you're going to be able to clear space to know the answer to the question of what are your hobbies? What do you do for fun? And you're going to find more satisfaction in life. So let me go through these. Number one, we fail to put ourselves on the list. The list of what? The list of priorities. The list of things that we need for ourselves. In our enjoyment. That's key. Number two, we don't or we fail to live according to our values. Now, I don't mean morals 
I mean, values, the things that, that make us tick, the things that give us our energy, our mojo, our resonance, when we are actually doing the things and honoring our values, we have so much energy. I'm sure you can feel my energy right now, no matter where you are or how you're viewing this. And when you're in resonance, there's energy. Now values, to find out values, I do a session um, around values, helping you figure out your values. You can't do it yourself. You need someone else to be kind of looking in and, and asking you questions. But once you figure that out, you're going to know where you're dishonoring your values and who's dishonoring your values. And, and when you're in alignment, you have energy. When you're out of alignment, you don't have energy. It feels like you're pushing. Give you number three here. We fail to give to ourselves first. We give others the opportunity to have food, to have rest, to have sleep. I don't know how many times I've eaten the thing that's burnt over someone else eating it. I don't know how many times I've cooked a meal and given people their food first, or I've been awake on the plane to take care of everyone else's needs. We don't give to ourselves first, even though you all know that analogy around you put your own oxygen mask on. Now, the fourth thing is that we don't get support to make it happen. We just try to like, oh, I'm going to do it myself. I'm independent. I'm strong. You are. You are. But you can have support to make all of these things happen. You can have support to figure out what you want. You don't need to know that yourself. You don't need to know yourself all the fun things you want to do, all the hobbies you want to have. It's okay to hire a coach. I don't know, a counselor, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, someone to support you in this as well as all the health side of things, a naturopath, a homeopath, a chiro, massage, whatever you need to support you in your growth. It's okay to get help. I recently hung out with a bunch of really successful professional women, amazing women, smart women, kind women, giving women, who when asked the question of what are your personal goals, had no friggin' idea, no idea, none at all. And I'm not blaming them. It's just sad. It is sad that there are still so many people out there who have no idea. And this is men included. Kids, adults, the whole gamut, who still don't know what brings them joy, what they should do for fun. This is, you know, people come to me and I look at their whole lives and... We talk about satisfaction in every area of life and fun and recreation is often neglected. The um, health side is often neglected and we're doing it to ourselves as well as not seeing where society does it to us. So number five is of uh, the things we fail to do is that we do not take care of our own needs all the time. We wait, we put it off. This was very apparent to me when, you know, I'd, I'd been home working all day. Uh, I might have had one child at home at the time as well, or I brought them to daycare and back, my other child to, to school and back. And then I'm home and, you know, I'm making dinner and I'm cleaning up and every, you know, everyone comes in 
And then my husband disappears. And I'm like, where did he go? He just walked in the door. The kids need attention. I'd like some help. Um, and he disappeared. And then I hear the water running. He went to have a shower. I was so shocked, shocked. Why? Because I was like, I would never dare have a shower now because there's dinner that needs to be made. The house needs to be picked up. The kids need our attention. He needs my attention. I would never shower now. I'm going to shower when all of that is done and the kids are in bed and lunches are packed and maybe laundry has been folded. And then maybe there I am at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock showering. And I thought, I could learn so much from him. I needed to learn that it's okay that if I want to go have a shower or if I want to go for a walk or if I want to have some quiet time in my bedroom, that I can do that. Phone a, phone a friend. I can do that. And I'm grateful that he taught me that in that moment. Now, I was pissed at first, but he taught me that. Number six, Things we fail to do is we fail to ask better questions of ourselves and of others. We don't ask ourselves, like, what do you like to do? What are you doing over the weekend? Like, what if that was more common at parties and get-togethers? Rather than what do you do being the topic, what about the question of what do you like to do? What brings you joy? What is enjoyable for you? What do you do for fun? What if we, what if that was like the first question we ask people rather than what do you do? Because what do you do for fun? What do you enjoy? What brings you joy? That's something that will probably will carry through our whole lives. But what do you do isn't always something that will be there. And the last one, which I encourage and challenge you to do for at least the next 24 hours, at least one day, please do this. First, I'm going to talk about what we fail to do. We fail to listen to our intuition. It is telling you things, sister. It is telling you what you need. It is sharing with you what you desire. If we listen to our intuition, that little voice, the little positive voice that is answering these questions or giving us nudges, we'd be happier. For example, I kept getting nudges around drumming drum circles, the power of drumming, not like rock band drumming or anything, but like having a drum between my legs and like hitting it kind of drumming. And I thought about it, thought about it, thought about it, mentioned it to clients, like in group settings when we were talking about like cool things we want to do. And I eventually took African drumming. I did. I took the course every Sunday afternoon. I would go and I would do African drumming with a circle of other people all learning it. It's a lot harder than I thought it would be. I thought I could just whack it and you can't. Like there's there's things to it. And anyway, um, and I did African drumming. What are the little intuition pieces telling you? Maybe when you go for a walk, you see a creek and then you see a big rock by the creek and you have like, you have this pull to go and sit there. But then you think, no, because I'm doing this big walk and I shouldn't just sit there. Listen to the intuition. It's telling you to go sit there for a reason. Maybe you're meant to meet someone who comes by. Maybe you're going to have a really cool download thought that comes to you while you're in that space. You have opportunities when you listen to your intuition. Cool thing is my intuition is pushing me for a couple of things. It's weird. Um, tap dancing. 
<laughs> tap dancing is one of them. Adult tap dancing, beginner, super beginner. And the other is stand-up comedy. Hmm, an improv. Now, what's funny is I followed my intuition going into university. I was flipping through the course guide. And for some reason, learning Japanese was something that I was like, mm, yes, mm, yeah, I gotta, I'm going to do that. And I just did it. I was like, there's something pushing me to do it. Well, wouldn't you know, at the end of my four years of, um, of university, I loved the Japanese culture. I loved the language that I then went on an adventure to Japan for not just one year, but three years. Because when I was flipping the course guide, I listened to my intuition that was like, hmm, that little like exciting thing around learning Japanese. So you never know. Over the next 24 hours, I encourage you, listen to the little voice. And the little voice is saying, go lie down for a minute. Or, hey, try try that yoga pose right now. Or go talk to that person over there. Or go check out that new shop. Don't, don't just walk by it. Or pick up that book. You really want to learn that book. Or listen to that podcast. Or um, phone a friend. That, that little voice is helping you out. So I know that I've spoken a lot today. I feel super passionate about this. I really want you, I want you to be able to answer the question of what do you like to do? Today I pleaded the case and gave you some examples of things that you need to clear out of the way so that this can come to you. Now, if you were a client of mine and we were working together through this right now, I would probably do a values exercise to help you find your values. I'd go through the wheel of life so that we could find out where things were, what you were wanting. And I would take you through some exercises. I can't really do that when it's just me speaking here and you listening. So if you want to delve into this further, if the answer to this question is eluding you or you're not quite sure if you have the right answer, I really encourage you to reach out. You can reach me at diane at dianerolson.com or go to dianerolson.com website and go to the contact page and request to have a chat. Let's have a chat. Let's see how I can support you and then book in a session to really be able to answer this. Now, why bother? You think I got everything else I want. Why bother? Because there's a piece of you that wants more. That there's going to be a time when you're not so busy. The kids leave or you just get more space or hey you win a million dollars or probably 10 million dollars these days um and you don't need to work anymore how are you going to fill your time and space how are you going to get right in tune with yourself so let's talk i come on here live at 10 a.m almost every tuesday i missed last tuesday i was doing a, a discovery session with a client, a deep dive for two hours. And so I couldn't make it, but I'd really love for you to join me again. And if you had value from this, please comment. Let me know what your takeaway was because I value your time and I value my time as well. And if you know, not if you know someone who needs to hear this message, tag them in this and just say, Hey friend, Hey person's name, check this out. And together, as women with friends and colleagues, 
we can stand up and rise and feel that deep, deep kind of connection to self that we need. Okay, wishing you a fabulous week. Stay dynamic, everyone. Thank you, Dynamic Women, for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.